This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is Grammy Recap, with all the biases of what I think about the artists, who I know and don't know, which ones I know and don't know. Um, it's going to be really good. This might be one of them. Is this is Belinda Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle is from the 80s. And every yes. time I see Brandy Carlisle. No, I, I can get that. I, I see that. I do one of those. But now it's, it's uh, yeah, I do this with some people's names. Uh-huh. Or like, or, you know, if you know people that are like siblings, where I know that I always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So now it's stuck whatever, whatever I say, I flip it. So in my head, even when I'm getting it right, I'm like, I think it's Brandy Carlisle. So it's not. It must be the other one. It's Belinda. It's like, no, it's not. It's Brandy. <laughs> Belinda Carlisle was, again, you know, uh, did she do Think uh, Think We're Alone Now? Obviously, that was a remake, but she had a couple 80s hits. Mm-hmm, she that did. was Belinda Car- Carlisle. She did, yeah. I'm trying to think of what her, was she, was she Lost in Your Eyes? No, no. Oh, Belinda? Oh, she Yeah, what else did Belinda Carlisle do? Of Hold course, on. I'm now, drawing a now, blank, now, too. No, I got to look this up. Uh, Heaven is a Place on there Earth. There we go, baby, uh-huh. dude. I knew, there was, I knew there was one that would come yeah. hitting me right in the head. So, yes, that's the big one. Um, all right. Belinda Carlisle, congratulations to Brandy Carlisle, a Grammy nominee. My Grammy recap coming in just a minute. But first, I hit on this a little bit with uh, Will Brinson, but I want to explore this a little bit further. For those who don't know, if you listen to the show, you probably do, because Adam Gold talks a lot of golf. And I like when he talks yes. golf, because he talks it like I do. He's the person who plays the game and watches the game. He's a fan. There's a couple cool things. and I get that people don't like golf. I can understand now it's not a sport that you would love. It helps if you play the sport to like it more, right? And one of the cool things about golf is most people who play softball or whatever, uh, you know, I'm trying to pick any sport, or if you play basketball, rarely do you ever get to compare your skills to the pros directly, right? Like you can play softball, but you'll never face major league pitching, and you'll definitely never face face major league pitching at Fenway Park, right? In golf, we live an hour away from Pinehurst, and there's about to be five U.S. Opens there in the next, like, 25 years, right? And it ain't easy. You can't just walk on to number two. You got to make an appointment about six months in advance. But basically, anybody listening to this show, because Pinehurst is awesome, they're welcome, it's a great place, if you, it costs a little bit of money, costs you several hundred bucks to play number two, but you can go play Pinehurst number two, and in theory, when you watch the pros... Obviously, you're not teeing off in the same spot they are. The greens are faster. The rough is higher when they're playing. All that is true. But if you're 150 yards from the green in the middle of the fairway on pick a random hole and you see a golfer in the U.S. Open sitting in that same fairway, hitting to that same green, that's a cool connection that that you can do in golf that you can't really in any other sport, right? So you can be like, I have hit that shot. I've hit that green. Or, like, more more likely, I have hit onto that green and watch it roll back at my <laughs> right. feet. When Like, when a pro does that, yeah. you're, like, more relatable, right? So that's one of the coolest things about golf. The other thing that golf does it has the ability to have two people play against each other competitively in a way that no other sport can. If I'm... You know, if I'm playing against somebody who's a foot shorter than I am in basketball, there's no way to account for that, right? Yeah. Um, now, they're probably a better shooter than I am. Like, there's it bounces out in other ways. But same thing. Or if I'm playing against 
a professional basketball player, Steph Curry, he can't play his hardest, and I can't play my hardest, and we can still have a fun match going against each other. He's going to beat me every time. Right. If I play against a professional golfer, he or she and I can have a competitive match because of handicapping. We figure out about what I should be getting compared to that person, and we play against each other, where obviously they're going to have the better score, but we know ahead of time which holes I will be getting strokes on and where it'll come down to where we're both putting. And in theory, if we both play up to our abilities, I'll be putting for six, and he'll be putting for three, or she'll be putting for three, yeah. but we both are having the same meaningful putt because you know, trying to beat each other. Makes it interesting. That's what handicap is, right? Now, I am not quite the the guy who says the reason I love golf is because there, there's so much integrity, right? There's a decent chance that there's about as much cheating in golf as there are in, like, any other sport. Now, I applaud people who say I am going to go by the letter of the golf rules every time. Personally, I've been playing golf for a number of years I'll tell you proudly, I don't even know all the rules of golf. Yeah. Because there's rules like which way, like, if you put one in, if, if you drop the rake and, like, one end of the rake hits the sand, that might be a penalty, but the other end of the rake might not be. Oh, wow. I mean, weird stuff, right? Yeah. Different colors of stakes. I ain't got time to worry about all that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know, I know some, and I've play, if, if you're playing in some competitive event, then, like, you know, you try and be as close to the rules as possible. But I readily admit that I am out there more to have fun, and especially if I'm paying, you know, 20 or 50 oh, yeah. or $100, I'm more about trying to enjoy my round than I am trying to have an integrity-proof, you know, great score, partly because I don't have great scores anyway, so it's not like I'm ever trying to convince somebody I'm better than I am, right? right? Uh, I, I readily fun. admit I'm shooting around 90, and, and there's a decent chance uh, I fudged a stroke or two in there, not because I was trying to, just because it happens. I wanted to p- hit off grass and not hit off sand at one spot, <laughs> right. you know, or whatever it is. So Aaron Rodgers is a good golfer, obviously, because we know his handicap. He's been a three at his course. He's been a three eight. I think he was like a four, low four something when he played in the match where like quarterbacks played with uh, uh, professional golfers. He went in Pebble Beach as a 10. Now, I'm not going to break down all the math for you, but handicap also works like this where you play, I think it's eight, your best eight rounds out of your last 20. So even if you have a bad round, it might not immediately affect, affect your handicap, right? It's only if you have like, several worse than normal rounds in a row, then it starts to knock better scores out of your last 20, and then your average slowly starts to go up. Aaron Rodgers also said, now, it's very possible you could have a decent handicap the last time you played, and then you don't play in six months, and you know you're not going to be playing at that handicap, right? But Aaron Rodgers clearly said, I have not played golf since wherever. So if you haven't played golf, you haven't had time to register bad scores that would drag your handicap down. And it is hard to get from a three to a ten When you're not playing. Now, I don't know what kind of verification was needed, but Aaron Rodgers went in there and stole the AT&T championship by sandbagging his handicap. The player he was playing with, who nobody knows, Ben Silverman, here's what I think happened, too. Uh, Will Brinson talked earlier on that show about how even if he might be accused of of being cheating, of cheating on the uh, golf course or sandbagging his, uh, his handicap, playing with gold should tell people like, oh, no, 
I had somebody there who plays it straight, who would never do that and would never let their playing partner get, get away with it, right? right? I think I'm not calling Ben Silverman a cheater, but, like, nobody knows who this guy is, yeah. right? If Aaron Rodgers is playing with, I don't know, like a name-brand golfer, Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth or whatever, he's not going to tell them, hey, man, I'm playing as a as a 10 and deal with it, right? Like right. he's uh, Ben Silverman is somebody that Aaron Rodgers could just bully. In fact, I, I don't even have this audio, but they did like a little message from both of them after winning, and Aaron Rodgers talks the whole time, and then he just looks at the guy, the guy's like, I got nothing to say, man. Like, got, like Aaron Rodgers picked the most, you know, shrinking violet golfer there was out there and was like, hey, we're winning this thing because I'm grabbing some extra strokes right out of the gate. Ben Silverman didn't even make the cut. There's kind of two tournaments going at the same time. There's you know you're playing with your handicap and your your the pro am part, and then the actual scoring is going on. Ben didn't make the cut, and yet he won it with Aaron Rodgers. Very suspect. It's why I'm glad that Josh Allen wasted no time in calling him out. The audio is a little my first year. He's just saying congratulations, but hopefully you'll hear the important part where Josh Allen calls him out. Here's what it sounded like. This is where he's just saying thank you. I wish I got ten shots. You know, maybe we'd be on time. Too. <laughs> I got nine. You add that up, it's kind of. I think they took a few off of yours because all your swing coaches. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rogers yeah. tries to clap back, but that was Josh Allen saying, I-, "I wish you'd had ten strokes. I only got nine. Clearly calling him out. Now, again, this isn't anything that doesn't happen at any club or any tournament event anyway, right, guy, yeah. like guys being accused of sandbagging their handicap. But when you're Aaron Rodgers and you know people are going to notice you, I mean, even if he had played as like a seven, maybe that yeah. would have been believable. But, but a, a 10? ten? Come on, man. A ten? Aaron Rodgers out here cheating. And, and all, again, all his quotes were, oh, I had no confidence coming in. I shot an 86 at Sherwood, which again... That an 86 is not moving your handicap from a three to a 10. Uh, Monday, I was with a couple balls in my pocket and some holes. I played at Cyprus on Tuesday with a friend of mine. You should have seen that. You wouldn't have expected anything this week. You would have thought that guy's a 10 handicap. He didn't say that. I added that. Something clicked when I went into Spyglass, had a good round at Monterey Peninsula on Friday. Then we battled the win the last couple of days. This is a pretty yeah. di- big deal for me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people have a lot of opinion on Aaron Rodgers. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. It's not the worst thing to be a sandbagger on your handicap. I may or may not, I don't sandbag my handicap, but I may or may not have played in golf tournaments with people who I believe have slightly elevated handicap. I'm just saying. Isn't that like when you're in college and they like grade on curves and stuff? So you start out like you don't really know how well you're doing things, even though you know how well you're doing things and you just progressively get better. Yes. Oh, look at this achievement. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah. 
he absolutely sandbagging, making it look worse, and then he can be like, yes, I'm the winner. <sighs> Ridiculous. Come on, Aaron. All right, we are 90 minutes through the show. We got 90 minutes left. It's halftime. And now, now, your halftime entertainment. entertainment. All right. Only one topic today, and it is the Grammys. Now, I'm not normally an award show person, but at the, you'll see this be a theme throughout my uh, Hayes' Grammy recap. I kind of enjoyed it. And I wonder, yeah. does that make me old? No. Enjoying award shows feels kind of like an old person's game. I don't well, know. I used to enjoy it even like years ago, but I stopped watching it because sometimes it feels like they just stretch it out so long. Or like the people who win, you're just like, what? Yeah, Why? Much like sports now, I am a master at Shout Out YouTube TV and Roku. They have the best setup for fast-forwarding and rewinding of any streaming service. Do they? Some streaming services, they do. The, now this is going to derail this whole conversation. <laughs> but some streaming services, you do that. You press it once, and it's like 2X, and then 4X, yes, and then 8X, right? 16. It's like factors of two, right? Mm-hmm. That's kids can learn their two to the second, third, fourth power if, if you know fast-forwarding. Because two, four, eight, 16. That's, actually, that's not true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. Yeah. I don't th- I've never seen a 256. Right. Or a five twelve or whatever. We have to keep going. Not yet. Uh, but but so those are those are terrible. That's a terrible way of fast forwarding. YouTube TV does the, I believe it's fifteen seconds. Like one click mm. brings the fast forwarding mechanism up, and then another click moves it up fifteen seconds, and then moves another. So you start to figure out about how long breaks are. Yeah. And like I know how long a college basketball break is. I know I know how long a break between two NFL plays is. <laughs> yes. College they move a little bit faster. But <laughs> so it's like as soon as a guy is being tackled, three clicks and I'm like at the next snap. Boom. Right? Done. Yep. Um and then going through commercials it's like, all right, this is about twelve clicks. Yes. There you are. So I'm starting everything late and watching it. Yeah. I mean I even fell asleep and then ended up watching the Grammys from like two to three just because it was good. Yeah. So here are my notes. Okay. Harry Styles and Lizzo should have won basically everything they were up for. And it was annoying me. In fact, I was going to make an analogy about who was the judges on these Grammys. Are they ACC refs? Because they kept right. messing it up, right? <laughs> right. So eventually I, it came down to, you know, there's the Grammys have, like, changed their awards so many times. Yeah. Like, a big thing last night was a celebration of hip-hop, and now there's, like, best hip-hop performance, best hip-hop, like, duo performance, which oh. is, like, a weird, you know, thing. And, then, you know, is. whatever. And... Then there's all different record of the year, song of the year, vocal performance of the year. And I don't understand how they're all different. All I know is I kept seeing Harry Styles as it was and Lizzo about damn time come up to get nominated for things and then not win. And I was like, this is not good. Right. What are we doing? Adele should not be winning. Adele's great, but this was not her. Okay. So that was one note I had. We'll get to when they eventually did win. Harry Styles did perform. We knew we were going to get that. I did notice, didn't go for a lot of his high notes. Oh, he would, you know, he, you know, he does the, you know, it's he, not yeah. the same. He, he was doing like an octave lower. You know, huh. it's not the same. Keeping I was it like, safe. was he sick? Right. Well, it, it did lead me to believe like he's definitely doing it live because he's not singing those. But yeah. um, even like, you know, he definitely had somebody like kind of deep backgroundy hitting those notes so that it was still there. But I noticed that. But look, but I'm not knocking him because I am a Styles fan. Yeah. I don't really know anything about him, but I got swept up. And that's a fantastic song. Great beat. Um, and I'm a Harry Styles guy. I like what he brings to the table. All right. Viola Davis. Congratulations to her. She became the newest member of the EGOT family. Are you aware of this? Emmy 
Grammy, yes. Oscar, Oscars. Tony. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to take anything away from Viola Davis. She's obviously a very talented person. However, much like Aaron Rodgers with his handicap, I feel like, and maybe that she, Viola Davis isn't the first person for this to happen to either. Like, if you get a Tony, mm-hmm. you got to earn a Tony. Oh, yeah. It's other Broadway things, right? So she comes out here and she wins a Grammy for an audio book. Oh, like, re- what? You know, like, I'm like, if she wrote the book and it's a great book, she can win a Pulitzer Prize. Like, yeah. she can win prizes. She can be on the bestseller list. But, like, winning your Grammy for being the voice of an audio book, right. I feel it's like it's, yeah. And, in fact, I'm not going to do it today. At one point, we did this on Sports Channel 8. We went through all the EGOTs. There's some soft ones in there. Like, somebody got their fourth leg by right. something a little. Either A, it feels like it's set up or, like, they got a co-writing credit on a song from a great movie. that like It was the Disney movie that year, so everybody knew it was going to win the Oscar for best song. Mm-hmm. And that's how a musician wins an Oscar, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, they're, and they're, some are legit. It's like, yo, that, that guy wrote a great song. It just happened to be a Disney movie. And some it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Looks like they were just trying to add an EGOT person so they right. could do it at their awards ceremony. I yeah. I just thought, again, I'm not taking anything away from Viola Davis. And anybody walking around with a Emmy, Oscar, and Tony sure. is obviously very talented <laughs> and very decorated. But an uh, audiobook Grammy, uh, I'm just not just feeling stretch, that. Yeah. All right. The best part of the night to me, Dr. Dre got a new award named after him, the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Oh. And he came out and won it. At which time, they went into a 50-year hip-hop tribute. They're calling this the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop. I don't know. There's always debate of, like, this used to be about rock and roll. Like, this was the first rock and roll song ever, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, when did rock and roll really start? You can see where, you know, its roots were, where somebody was playing a guitar and they got together with, you know, somebody playing this. So I don't know how exactly they're determining that hip-hop started in 1973, but they're saying that hip-hop started in 1973. It's 50 years old. And they proceeded to put on an incredible medley. This is what I have to say about it. If you watched the hip-hop medley and your takeaway was, why wouldn't this person in it? <laughs> then you're the person who watches ACC basketball and only complains about the refs. <laughs> like, if, if you, you watch this incredible medley with an incredible lineup of artists and they just all kept coming, it, like, flowed into each other. Some, they just kept, like, the oh. same sample going and the other people were I gotta on it. I got to watch this now. So, and, and look, I'm... Not going to pretend like I am a hip-hop savant. Um, it is like everybody else who's been alive you know, since 1973. It is affected and influenced you in some way. And hip-hop is the new like rock and roll. It controls the charts. It has more cultural influence. Like what rock and roll had influenced everything else that wasn't music in the 50s and 60s. It influenced what we wore, how we talked, yeah. you know, what we did. That Hip-hop is that now. And I don't know anybody who would argue with that, right? It is the... As far as popular music, it is the most driving thing in our American culture. So I'm not pretending to be, like, an expert in it, but I've experienced it and grew up in, like, you know, I think the best rappers of all time are the ones that I had in my car in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just like you do, but you were at high school a different time, right? So it's whatever. So here's a a lineup, and I may miss some, of people that were in this montage. Black Thought from The Roots kicked it off. 
Then Grandmaster Flash with uh, Mel Mel, Raheem, and Scorpio. Then Run DMC came out, did King of Rock. LL Cool J, who had already been there kicking it off, he came back out. Can't live without my radio. DJ Jazzy Jeff joined for Rock the Bells. Salt and Pepper showed yeah. up. My mic sounds nice. Rakim, Eric B. is president. Chuck D. and Flavor Flav, Public Enemy came out. Flavor did Flav. Rebel Without a Cause. They both, and like, they all looked fired up. Right. You know, a lot of times, like, celebrities look like they're going through the motions <laughs> yeah. in these things. No, Dude, they were jacked. They all had, like, 30 seconds at most uh-huh. in this whole performance, and they, you know, all looked like they were fired up for it. Then there was some more talking, and they came back with Black Thought with LL Cool J. They did some more. De La Soul came out, did Buddy, Scarface, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me, Ice T. I was afraid we weren't going to get Ice T. We did get Ice T, New Jack Hustler. Queen Latifah came out with Unity. Method Man came out. Big Boy, uh, big unfortunately, boy. no Andre. You can uh, always get Big Boy to do stuff like that. Yeah. I'm glad they did get him. He came out, did some AT Aliens. Buster Rhymes maybe had the uh, the moment like everything just sort of stopped and he was just spitting and it was awesome. Put <laughs> put, my, put your hands where my eyes can see and look at me now. Missy Elliott oh, came out. Missy. She was fantastic. Lose control. Then Queen Latifah did some narration. Nelly with uh, Hot in Here came out. Too Short, Swizz Beat, Lil Baby, Glorilla, and Lil Uzi Vert all came. Uh, it was just wow. an incredible performance. You should go watch the video of it if you haven't seen it. It just flows, 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 flows. It was so good. Alright, a couple more thoughts on Hayes' Grammy recap. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Luke Combs. Shout out, big app fan, big ties to our state. Not only did he play, unfortunately, he had to be the performance that was after the hip-hop medley. Oh, he kind of no. got done dirty, but he held his own, and it was fine. Like, it was clear... It was, it was a little bit of a, hey, we just like blew the roof off this place. Right. Now this is more of a settle in and listen to Chill. this slow jam. And he still crushed it. He did a great job. And maybe the coolest part, and I couldn't find video of this. I was looking for it. They had the guy introduce him was the his former boss at a bar in Boone. Oh, wow. And the guy was like, hey, you know, uh, Luke Combs used to be a bouncer at our bar. He was a terrible bouncer because he just let everybody in. <laughs> but... He would play for us, and yeah, he lived upstairs and would play, and he was incredible, and we got to hear him, and he's still the same person you get to hear today. It was a really, really, really cool intro, um, and shout-out to whoever that guy was, uh, who, the bar owner in Boone, and I'm sure he's pretty done pretty well as being like the birth of Luke Combs. I'm you know? sure, yes. Uh, so uh, that was a really cool moment. Uh, other thing, like Bonnie Raitt won for Song of the Year, and it, it felt like this happens a lot of times in award show. It was like, Bonnie Raitt is getting awards for things that she's done in the past because yes. she's Bonnie Raitt now. And it's cool that we keep living legends in these categories and around. So even though I wanted either Lizzo or Harry Styles to win whatever category she was in, it was cool to see her up there. But still, they should have won. Uh, and I'm going to save at 2 o'clock, I'll give you in the wall of sound, I'll give you the Lizzo speech, which was awesome. She came out there dedicating her performance to Prince, and she ended it with a shout-out to Beyonce. I'm like... That's pretty good work as far as, like, musical inspiration. If you go <laughs> yeah. Prince and Beyonce, Beyonce are my guiding lights, right. then, like, no wonder Lizzo ended up where she was. Uh, and then my final thoughts, who is Steve Lacey? I do not know who this person is. He's probably uh, very yes. talented, but he was nominated for everything. That was my old man moment. My other old man moment was 
they were doing the best new artist, and I was like, I'm not going to know any of these people. True to form, they named like five or six. Mm-hmm. Didn't, not only did I not know of them, it was like, I haven't even heard that name. Sometimes it's like, I don't know who Doja Cat is, but like, oh, I love I've Doja. heard Doja Cat, yes. right? And if you said, no, this song, you know this song that goes da-da-da-da-da, that's her. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard that song, yeah. right? I don't know that I know her. Mm-hmm. These best new artists nothing. knew nothing <laughs> about none of them until, and this made me feel even older, oh, no. one of the nominees was Molly Tuttle, which I'm like, oh, she's awesome. She was at the Bluegrass oh, concert. Yeah. So, so when the one best new artist nominee you know it's because you know them from Bluegrass. <laughs> that means you're probably like old or just a big Bluegrass fan. Yeah. Uh, and then the show ended on a really cool Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled uh, rap number. So hip-hop dominated the night as far as performances. But the whole thing was pretty cool. Shout out to the Grammys. We loved it. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.